Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, Don and Rick are two brothers who started in the renovation field and made their way into investing. They take us through some of their investing experience and share some of their wins, losses, and some useful tips for new investors. Have a listen. So uh, welcome, uh, Don and and Rick Lewis, to this uh, podcast. I just wanted to um, just get a bit of an introduction of who you are, what you're doing in real estate, and how long you've been in it, and what's going on, what's happening. Uh, so I'll start. I'm Rick. I'm, uh, I'm the older brother. Um, Don and I have been in the real estate business for about four years, give or take, on, running on our fifth now. Uh, we came from a construction background, uh, so about 15 years doing uh, custom renovations out in King City and Aurora Newmarket area. And then uh, we kind of fumbled into real estate investing by buying our first house privately. And then uh, we were like, you know what? No more clients. <laughs> That's it. We're just going to go down this train of buying houses and flip them and uh, just a lot easier. So yeah, we kind of traveled through that. And then I'll let Don sort of continue a bit more about uh, where we're sitting today. Yeah. And it's just, you know, from that, from that moment, that was our first private buy. And it was simply because somebody called us to go in and do a quick rental for them. And we just straight out asked them, well, why do you want to do this renovation? Because we're thinking of selling. Well, we've never thought about selling privately. And that's where it all started. We so had that now, and then we've gotten many others after that, uh, all in different markets. We've been St. Catharines, we've been Aurora, we've been Bradford, we've been Keswick, we've been Oshawa, but primarily in, in Durham region currently. So that's awesome. And do you find that there is like a specific way that you, you, I, I mean, I like I, I've called your signs before, I've called multiple signs on the same corner before, which was kind of neat. But like, are there different, what are, maybe you can describe a little bit of an overview of the type of, uh, the deals you get into and some of the, the marketing that goes into that? Um, so yeah, our marketing is always growing. Uh, we started out doing uh, flyers and bag signs and then eventually people get aggravated with the amount of bag signs that go out. So I've got some pretty funny calls, but that's, that's for another, another uh, podcast. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, typically our, what you're looking for is somebody who is in a situation where it's a little different than getting your house ready to sell on the market. Uh, usually it's where there's a financial issue, uh, distressed property, um, something that just won't close with a bank. Um, that's typically what we're looking to do. So we're, you, it's not so much as just getting there in front of them saying, I'll buy your house privately. It's really figuring out how you can help somebody. And that's been our biggest success is finding ways to, it doesn't just go, here's your offer. I'll see you in 30 days and it's done. Uh, we've set up financing, we've set up housing, uh, we've helped people with cash advances to put deposits on new houses. Um, we're able to keep paying the bills as they're holding on to the house because otherwise yeah. they lose it. So we're willing to put all that money up front to help them. Yeah, and none of that money is really secured too well. So you can secure a bit of it, but a lot of it really is just the relationship you've built with the seller in yeah. order to know what how you can help them. And we've um, we've had a lot of people come back and give us very good reviews and thank us uh, for helping them out. So it's a lot more than like I was saying, just buying a house. There's a whole yeah. backstory to it as well. Yeah, we look at it as way more than just the transaction, like we're saying, yeah. right? We want to build that long-term relationship and figure out how we can 
help them get out of the scenario that they're in right now. Okay. That's awesome. So what would you consider your unique ability in finding off-market properties? What would you consider something that is unique about you know, your process? And maybe I'll get Don to go first and then Rick after. I think it's, you know, the brother, the brother's help as well. Like, you know, they're our family. Um, it's a little bit of a unique scenario as well. Um, but, you know, we spend a lot of money on marketing. So we want to be in, we want to be in front of a lot of people because there's a lot of competition out there. Right. So we are trying to, you know, we're trying to compete with everybody else at the same time, but we also try and offer something different to help people out. Okay. I'd say, um, a lot of construction knowledge has helped us out as well. Uh, we can relate to, we show up, it's not somebody else. And we can also, uh, we can analyze a project while we walk through, pretty much know uh, what the renter is going to cost and come up with a price with less than 24 hours. We have an offer out. That's awesome. So you're quick, yeah. you know, uh, you're able to close um, with cash if needed. Is that one of your yeah. Right. Uh, you don't care what the condition of the property is because of your construction background. Um, you know, you've been able to deal with different situations, I'm sure. Divorce, uh, hoarding, uh, yeah. cat urine and pet urine and all that other stuff. All of those in one house. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you have stories galore about oh, yeah. situations. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to do something a little different today. I wanted to talk a little bit about, there's a lot of people that think that they put, they, they put some marketing out and they get, um, you know, contacted by, by somebody and they have this deal, right? And they think that that's it. Oh, I've got it. And then they start marketing it out to people. But that, that really isn't the, the truth about the situation, right? Um, you know, we, we know that there are lots of deals that have got away and and, you know, there are deals that even to the point before you close, they've gone away, right? So, and there are different situations that come up. I wanted you to maybe individually describe like a, a deal that's got away and then how you, you know, dealt with that and what maybe you do differently the next time so we could, you know, pass on a little bit of learning to, to other people. Uh, Rick, do you want to go first? Yeah, there's one that's... Uh kind of a little bit of a sore wound because it just happened like a, maybe a week or so ago. Um, we put a bid on a, uh, a non-registered triplex. It was recognized as a triplex with the city zone to do it, but it just wasn't legalized. Uh, so we went through, put the offer, deposit, everything was accepted, went to the lawyers, and it was probably about a week after that uh, they made a quick change on the contract, which was uh, the HST they put the, they, they crossed out included and put added to or in addition. So the deal went from X to plus $80,000, which we would be responsible for to close on. So luckily our lawyer was able to come in. We went back to them and said, you know, we'll only do it with addition to or not with addition to included in. And the, the seller said he can't do that. And what we found out is he ended up claiming his interest off his mortgage against the property which then turned it into a business and he claimed some HST from his business as well. So for and, I think it was $7,000 savings. And the magical renovations that he never did. Which he just threw stuff out. It was, it was bad. So, <laughs> he, he renovated the whole house. We looked in there and most of it was gutted. So his credits were like $7,000 he saved, which just cost him a huge deal. And we just had to, we couldn't go through with the deal because we were kind of at our top dollar anyways. 
uh, adding $80,000 on it just took it way too far for us. And to add it is he was doing his own taxes. Yeah. They didn't oh. have a registered CPA doing them for him. So it's, his lawyer was like, no, 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 there's no way around this. this is it. And our lawyer was trying to explain to them that, you know, there are ways around this. We just have to look into it further. And he was saying, well, I did my own taxes. And that's kind of when we kind of backed off and said, okay, this could be a lot worse than we think it is. Because what has he written off? Whereas the CPA may have advised him only write certain parts of it off. So, yeah. Right. So there was a lot of red flags that kind of came up from a financing perspective on the property and also the additional costs that were in the back end. How, how close were you to closing when you decided to, to back off? I think it was about a week or so away. Um, we haven't had like the day of deals, uh, where we, we're yeah. not, uh, someone backing out, but, uh, we have set up ourselves, um, our financing because we guarantee a close on every deal, no matter what, whether we wholesale it, JV, if our partner, whoever purchased from us can't do it, we close on it no matter what. So we're set up to be able to close. No one will be happy to do it, but it'll be within 24 hours if we need to. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've built the team and you've built the, um, backup processes, and systems to be able to make sure that you're able to close on the deal no yeah. matter what, which is what you're committing to the seller to anyways, when you go through this entire, you know, off market process. Um, do you have any other kind of deals that you were working on and they didn't come through or, you know, there was something about it that, you know, just didn't happen? Uh, Don? I would say there's, you know, it's been maybe a handful of deals where we've you know, gone back, we've seen the seller, gone back and forth, talked about the whole thing, agreed on the price, signed the papers, reviewed all the papers, sent them to them, and then they just disappear. Just out of thin air, never answer their phones again. Rick's had one person change their phone number. And it's like, you know, we went through the whole process. So it's not, it's not that easy, right? There's always going to be, because there's nobody on their side, except for them to say, oh, screw this, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, you get ghosted. I, I got ghosted on a, a 12 unit property last year, funny enough. And I think it was part of a like something that we were, were we were doing. I got ghosted on it after I had agreed to everything. And then the, I found the property came back uh, almost a year later for $300,000 more than what I had already got. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I, I get it. Like, have you ever had that though? Have you ever had a property come back to you? Maybe just without um maybe not through somebody else because yeah. that happens but i mean have you ever had a property come back to you later on like a, a seller that's been you know they 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 seemed interested they kind of disappeared but then they came back again yes um we had one deal where we put the offer out and he basically was like no way i would ever do that not gonna happen so we're like okay no problem the offer's with you it's good for whatever time you need to and then we did a follow-up call about six months later, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere around there. Six months later. It was quite a long time. Same exact offer. Um, and the guy said, okay, let's go for it. No problem. Um, but he had, I don't know how many people were living in the house. It was a crazy situation. Like, it was like a really rough house. But uh, yeah, it was about, we've had that once or twice. Um, I've had a couple where... We put the offer in at X and then they say, no, we're going to go to the market. So we watch it on the market and they end up getting less than what our offer was. Plus they had to pay the fees out. Um, so yeah, there's been a couple of those that we watched through, but it's a lot, a lot of stuff you have to rifle through in order to actually get that one deal. It's probably like 20 to 25 phone calls or leads 
before you get down to three people that are interested in talking to you. And then of those three, you might get two offers out and then one accepted. So there is a, you have to build a tough skin um, and not get too emotionally involved in each project. Yeah, you know, it's interesting when I hear about newbies who are starting through the process and they, they, they put up their marketing and then all of a sudden they, they get a lead that comes in and they're like, oh yeah, this is it, right? I'm going to close on this. And they're like, yeah, you know what? There's a lot more to it than that. And yeah. it sounds great that you have your KPIs in there. Like, you know, we've got the, you know, this many leads, leads to this many offers, leads to this many accepted. That's, that's great that you've you've narrowed it down and you've got that, that process in place. So I, I guess like, you know, there's been some, I'm sure there's been some challenging closes that you've gone through and maybe you can describe one of that and what you learned from it so that other people can, can learn from your, you know, your trials and tribulations there. I think on closings, I don't really know if we've had that many complications. Do you know of anyone in particular, Rick? Uh, Don, I talked about uh, Sunset. I think that's probably the most interesting closing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The one that we're keeping. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is one in Bowmanville. I totally forgot about this one. Um, this one's in Bowmanville. Uh, there is the three brothers. They inherited the home, but it was still in their parents' name, even though they died several years ago. So there's already that legal complication with that. Um, and so just going back and forth, they had, they had a couple little, you know, uh, just mental disabilities and stuff like that. So it's hard to communicate with them, but, you know, we dealt with their lawyer quite often just to help ease the, you know, get through, get through to them pro the proper channels. Um, but yeah, it's just, that one took forever. I felt like that took forever to get that. I, I would spend probably about three hours a week, um, numerous phone calls almost every day, just guiding them through, okay, you got to go to the bank talk to the bank, get this done, get this written up from them, get your lawyer to allow you into the safety deposit box to get the deed for the property. Um, it was just baby step the whole way through. We walked them through the whole process for about three months, uh, kept extending closing dates, eventually got to a point where we got a closing date down, got everything signed, but the gentleman living there had been living there since the mid sixties and didn't have the capability to find somewhere else to live. So we ended up going back and finding um, a service through Oshawa to help place him into a home. Um, and I remember, I'll never forget this phone call. Uh, the first day we took possession, uh, we had him set up in a motel until he got uh, a room he was going to stay in, which had food and everything set up. He calls me, he goes, this is the first shower I've had in six years because they didn't, his shower wasn't working. So he was just washing like through the sink. Right. And he's like, he literally was like, thank you guys for what you did for setting me up because I never would have been able to get out of there. So it was just such a nice um, feel good at the end because he's in such a better place today than in this house that was decrepit. Like we'll send you some pictures. It was, it was pretty rough. And they had no idea because nobody ever helped them after their parents died. Nobody ever advised them what they should have done with the house because they've been living in it for years and they just, do we just keep living in it? Do we keep paying the bills? What do we do? Nobody's helped them with it until they called us and we were able to help them walk them through those steps. Wow, that's awesome. It sounds like you really helped them out and helped them in a, a different direction than where they were going. And, and the, you know, it sounds like the situation was pretty dire, too. So yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great that you were able to, to do that. Now, do you have any advice for new investors who are looking to get started in finding off market properties or like, um, you know, just just some inspiration for them? And because I know it can be a lot of 
there's a lot of challenges when it comes to this. And um, there are lots of opportunities out there, but maybe a, like a, a couple pieces of advice for them would be great. I would say know your market and know your market. Don't go too broad. Um, really specify what you're looking for and where you're looking for it because the second you get that call, the, the jump to action has to be fast. So if you're going to do Oshawa, know every single thing about Oshawa because there's so many different areas right around that 401 that vary in price. So I would say study and learn your market as much as you can and just specialize in a certain area when you start instead of going too broad. Have a good realtor too that understands the market and that is up to up to date with it and works with other investors as well. That's that's pretty much key. Yeah. Just you can bounce ideas off them, you bounce pricing off them and scenarios. Did you? Okay, I'm just going off in a little track here, but <laughs> do you ever get into the situation with realtors and your signs and just like your marketing and and how, like what have you done when it, when that's happened? We just let. We just inform them, like, you, you know, you have to let sellers know they have options. There's not only one option that they have to sell it with a realtor. They have options. Let them discover what options that they have in order to sell their home. And a lot of times the houses that we are offering off market, they're going to come back on market and you're going to get the opportunity to view and work with that house down the road anyway. So it's, it's, it's kind of, we're not competition. We're here to work with everybody. So. Uh, that's great positioning. Good. Good on you for 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 that because that you know we we often get a lot of pushback particularly for for marketing and different things and I've noticed like some of your signs have been a lot like uh, more community friendly let's call them uh, in in the different neighborhoods that I've seen them on which you know I know a lot of the families are, are kind of, I don't know if you want to mention it or not but like uh, just seems like you know, it's, it's just more friendly for, for communities and stuff when it comes to those signs, right? I think that's, that's great that you're doing that. Um, if, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect with uh, Rick and Don Lewis, the Lewis brothers? I would say the best way and probably the most efficient way would be go to our website, send us an email or reach out through social media. Otherwise, if you phone us, obviously our phones are quite busy all day long. Uh, we do our best to answer it all, all the time, but the best way is through any type of email or social media. So, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. I wanted to highlight, you know, uh, members that are doing some neat stuff. And it, it's great to see all the diversity of the different ways that people invest in real estate. And I think you guys are, are great. You know, you're finding off market properties, you're doing deals, you're uh, marketing and, and just, um, you know, getting things done. So I wanted to make sure to, to highlight that and, and let other members connect with you. So thank, thanks a lot, uh, Don and Rick, for your, for your time today. And we'll make sure that uh, uh, you get connected to other people. Well, thank, thank you so today. much. And we, we, we're looking forward to the in-person meetings again. Absolutely. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Right. All right. Th thanks again, guys. This was great. Right. I appreciate your time. I know it was like just 20 minutes, but uh, it really will be uh, great to have, have this uh, added in there. And, and uh, we'll put it out in the podcast as well. Awesome. So we'll be cool. Anytime. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.